This episode of Adulthood Made Easy is brought to you by CardsDirect.com. With over 5,000 cards to choose from, you can design the perfect holiday cards with CardsDirect.com. The holidays are just a few weeks away, so create your cards today. Plus, save 25% off at checkout when you visit CardsDirect.com slash RealSimple. That's CardsDirect.com slash RealSimple. Welcome to Adulthood Made Easy, a podcast from Real Simple Magazine that will not only help you navigate real life, but win at real life. I'm your host, Sam Zabel. Thanksgiving is coming up, and it is my absolute favorite holiday, more so than my birthday, more so than Halloween, more so than any other day of the year. And I am going home to celebrate because I love lounging on the couch and watching the parade while my parents do all the work. We have a few Thanksgiving traditions. I usually make the cornbread muffins from a Jiffy mix, so I add water, and then I usually forget about them and then they burn. My sister usually oversleeps and misses half of the parade and makes us rewind. My dad used to have trouble remembering if the stuffing should go in the oven or on the stove, which resulted in two batches of stuffing, one slightly charred. So even seasoned cooks have a few bumps in the kitchen. Since Thanksgiving is right around the corner, I figured I'd talk to all of you brave souls out there who are not going home this year and instead are hosting your holiday in your tiny apartments. Because guys, it's time to start planning. Or maybe you're hosting a Friendsgiving before you go home, or as one of my friends does, you're hosting a Sidesgiving with just the Thanksgiving sides, which, let's face it, are the best part. I invited Adriana Adarme, the cook behind the beautiful blog, A Cozy Kitchen, and now published book, The Year of Cozy, to help us prepare the food and the apartment for a bunch of hungry guests. So welcome, Adriana. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. So like I said, you have such a beautiful, beautiful blog, and you are an accomplished cook, so I'm sure that you don't burn the stuffing every year, which is great, because <laughs> no one likes burned stuffing. But do you remember what it was like to host your first Thanksgiving or your first holiday? I do. I think that there was just an evolution of my mom sort of handing it off to me. So sometimes okay. I'll actually go home and I'll still host Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'll yeah. just do it in her kitchen um, and I'll just cook everything because it's a little easier and they always just sort of help me, you know, as like a, like I guess like my little sous chefs, mm-hmm. <laughs> they help out. But I think that the biggest trick to hosting your first Thanksgiving is asking for help yeah. and getting people to sort of chip in and break up the work, that helps a lot. So we know that you're a good cook because you have this food blog and cooking blog. So I assume you've been cooking for a very long time since you were young, right? I've been cooking since high school, I would say. But it wasn't until I started the blog when I really started to understand cooking and understanding like the rules and, and really learning and teaching myself how to develop recipes. So I would say it's been like maybe five years. So when your mom first handed off the holiday to you or first handed you off some of the main dishes, like maybe the stuffing or the turkey or even the mashed potatoes, which I consider crucial, were there any, did you ever, I mean, you're a seasoned cook, but did you make any mistakes? Is there anything that you remember being like, my first Thanksgiving I'll remember because this happened? Oh yeah. I feel like every single year there's something that doesn't work. Oh really? Oh yeah. Like last year for some, I mean- Last year, I didn't make the pumpkin pie recipe that's in the year of cozy. I made another pumpkin pie. Why? I don't know. And it didn't work. 
So we didn't have pie for Thanksgiving. And like pie is like pretty pie important. Is, pie is like my thing too. Like I make a lot of pie and I have a lot of pie recipes on my blog. So I just was like, well, I guess I can't Instagram that. <laughs> So I always recommend making certain things ahead of time to sort of like if there is a failure, you have time to either buy it at the store or get a friend to make it or you have just some time to remake it if you have to. So things making things ahead of time. So that's probably a good place to think about. We're about three weeks out from Thanksgiving. And people should probably already be plan if they're hosting, they should be planning their menu or doing something, right? This isn't a, a last minute affair. No, I think that you should probably be collecting recipes right now and figuring out what exactly, like what type of cranberry sauce you want to make, what type of mashed potatoes you want to make, the stuffing, you know, just sort of collecting the recipes. And I usually go grocery shopping on Sunday or Monday before Thanksgiving. And then on Tuesday, I like to make pie crusts if I'm making pie, which every year I do. And I make the pie crusts on Tuesday for two reasons. Number one, pie crust is always better after it rests in the refrigerator because the gluten has time to relax and the water becomes evenly distributed throughout the dough and it's easier to roll out. And then also I just make the pies on Wednesday so that they have a day to set because a lot of them aren't sliceable without having set for a few hours. Mm -hmm. And it's just like one thing off your list that you can knock off. And then I usually like to make on Tuesday or Wednesday, I like to make the mashed potatoes and the cranberry sauce. So I know that you're the pro cook here. and But one of the things on this show and what maybe you don't know about me is I'm not the pro cook. I'm the, I'm the cereal maker, the scrambled egg person. Like, if I, I'm not hosting this year, but if I were, I imagine there would be certain things I outsource, i.e. I probably would outsource the cranberry sauce. I'm thinking I might outsource pies. And I also imagine if you're hosting, you ask your friends to bring some of the things. So what do you think that the host is responsible for making or outsourcing? I think that on Thanksgiving, and my mother is like the queen delegator, mm -hmm. you should treat your friends and family like employees and play to their <laughs> strengths. Okay, great. So it's like if you have a friend who like loves baking, ask her to bring pies. Yeah. Um, if you have a friend who like actually really knows how to make a turkey, ask them to come over before and yeah. help you make the turkey. Yeah. And I think that, that first of all, I think cranberry sauce is super easy. I think that that is one thing that you should make and I love cranberry sauce. Okay. There's a recipe for it on my blog. It's really simple. You can make it a couple days before too just to have that checked off your list. Mm -hmm. If you're not a baker, then like don't don't bake the pies. You can buy those from a bakery. And I think like things like appetizers, I think appetizers are really easy to prep a few days before, or you can just buy like olives in a cheese board for things to snack, for people to snack on before, yes. you know, before dinner is served. And then ask people to bring things like that, things that they can just go and pick up like wine or a cocktail mixture, like sort of, I like making um, big batch cocktails. And I'm also not above like sending people recipes. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it probably helps to be really specific to, so that you don't have 10 people who are like, oh, I'm going to bring a pie and you have right. kind of spaced out. It probably helps to kind of be a little more with Thanksgiving of all holidays to not really mess around and say, bring whatever you want. Right, exactly. I think that it should be like bring an appetizer or bring a pie or bring this or bring that just so that you have that already taken care of. And also when people get there... My mom always did this growing up and people never really seem to mind is give them little tasks mm -hmm. like 
you know, the mashed potatoes needs to be like needs to be reheated. Can you do that? Mm-hmm. Can you put the cranberry sauce in this bowl? Or like, you know, here here are the plates and forks and knives like set the table. And mm-hmm. everyone was always like into it as long as it was a small enough task where they wouldn't they didn't feel like overwhelmed or flustered or sure. something. You know? Sure. So speaking speaking of bowls, plates, things like that, let's talk about outfitting the kitchen, making sure you have everything, you know, whether you're just cooking the turkey, whether you're making a couple extra things, what are the, like, what are the supplies that every beginner host cook needs to make sure that they have in their kitchen for a successful holiday? After you, okay, after you decide on your menu, Mm -hmm. you should go into your kitchen and look at all your serving bowls. If this is the first time that you've hosted Thanksgiving, you might not have that many serving bowls. So ask friends or family if they have some that you can borrow. It's kind of a tough thing to like take on on you know take on buying all of the ingredients for Thanksgiving and then also go, having to go and buy serving bowls and a roasting pan and all these things. So borrow it if you can. I know places like Target and Anthropology Sales Section and like Ross and TJ Maxx they have like great. They're great places to go and find like those types of bowls and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the roasting pan is kind of like it's kind of a pain because you only use it once or twice a year. It takes up a lot of space, um, and the really nice ones are really expensive. Mm-hmm. I have one that I bought last year um, for like thirty-five bucks off of Amazon, and it worked fine. Okay, and you probably need a thermometer to take its temperature. You do. I suggest buying a digital thermometer. There's one by the company called Taylor, um, mm-hmm. and I use it for everything from like making caramel to making ice cream and custards to the turkey. And you can actually set a timer on it so that when it reaches 165 degrees, which you want the turkey to be at, it sets an alarm. So you know you don't you're not going to overcook the turkey if you set that alarm. Okay. Along with the roasting pan, you also want a rack which will hold the turkey in place and ensure even cooking. Okay. I think we need to talk in depth a little bit about this turkey situation. And I don't need us to go through like step by step how exactly you roast a turkey because we could probably do a whole hour on that. But it, I think that's probably the scariest part for any host is like being in charge of this turkey and being like, I need to be the one to, to cook it and carve it and things like that. So if you could offer either a short guide or like two or three no-fail tips, like you mentioned the temperature that the turkey should be, what would they be for for getting it at least 80% right the first time? Well, a lot of people talk about a brine and a lot of people do a wet brine. So they take like these big buckets and they flavor the brine. It's like usually water, sometimes vinegar and herbs and spices. Mm -hmm. And they let it soak in this brine for like three days. I am not a proponent of the wet brine because I think it just makes the turkey sort of overly moist and wet. Okay. Which is, sounds gross. <laughs> I was going to, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> no one likes those words. Okay. Um, I, I like to do a dry brine. Um, so it's, you just buy a brining bag. You can buy it off Amazon or like World Market. Target sells it. Most grocery stores at this time sell it too. And it's usually one tablespoon per five pounds. So if you have a 15-pound turkey, it's three tablespoons of salt. So I like to mix the salt with uh, lemon zest, orange zest, like bay leaf, fresh rosemary, and thyme. And then you just rub it all over the turkey. You put it in the brining bag. You stick it in the fridge for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And then it's ready to roast. Yum. That sounds so good. How big of a turkey do you need? Let's say people are having 10 people over. Like how big of a turkey do you need to buy for that? It's usually one pound per person. Okay. 
sounds like a lot, but you're also, you know, the turkey also has bones and things like that in it. Right. So, but I don't think that you can actually buy a turkey for like, that's less than 12 pounds. Okay. So you're going to be stuck with some leftovers. Yeah, you are, which is fine because people right. love leftovers. So. Yeah. Who can complain about a fridge full of leftovers? Exactly. I would love that. Anyone who wants to drop their leftovers off at my apartment right now, feel free. Totally. <laughs> we'll be right back with Adriana to talk about how you can actually make your apartment guest ready. But first, a word from our sponsor, Cards Direct. Deck the halls this year with custom holiday cards from CardsDirect.com. Whether it's for your family or your business, CardsDirect.com has you covered with traditional and corporate cards and a variety of unique printing formats. You can add a photo, logo, or a custom message, and with over 5,000 cards to choose from, you're sure to create the perfect holiday card. Plus, with express shipping, they'll be here quick, like the holidays. Listeners of Adulthood Made Easy will save an extra 25% off at cardsdirect.com slash realsimple. Don't wait. Christmas is only five weeks away. Visit cardsdirect.com slash realsimple. So a tablecloth is a great idea to kind of dress up, you know, your kitchen counter or, you know, a table or something like that to make it look a little nicer. Are there other things you can do to your apartment or your home to kind of get a guest ready for the holidays? Um, I always like to make it feel really cozy when people walk in. So I usually dim the lights a little bit. I like to light unscented candles because you want people to smell the food, not the candles. Oh, that's a really good tip. That's yeah, really good but advice. The house is already going to smell amazing because you're cooking. So you don't really want to like add like vanilla or whatever the candles scented are. Right. And then I always like to – a really inexpensive way to decorate a table is just like fresh rosemary and thyme. Mm -hmm. Like in little – like, you know, you can have them in little mason jars or little jars that you have in your kitchen or glasses. And I always use – I always like to have like either some sort of drink mixed together like a mold cider or a hot toddy or like a cranberry gin and tonic kind of like fall-inspired drink. I want that right now. That sounds awesome. Now, when people are shopping, and I think that this always happens, is you you underestimate how much you need. So what's one thing that you think you you need to buy extra or you need to have more of or one dish that you're like, you're, you're only going to want to make this much, but you need to make more? I think people really love stuffing. Me too. That's the one thing. And also the leftovers of stuffing is great. So stuffing is the one thing that I would say make a little bit more than you think you need. Yes. I completely agree. We always have like six bowls of it left yeah. over and yeah. we eat it for months. Like my dad yeah. is still eating stuffing in the spring sometimes. Oh Truly. Yes. He <laughs> makes it last. I mean, it's really good, but yeah. he re we really make a ton and it's awesome. Do you, do you have any day after Thanksgiving tips for kind of cool things to do with your Thanksgiving leftovers? Everyone loves like the, the turkey, the leftover turkey sandwich. It's yeah. so much better than like the normal thing I pack for lunch, which is like a yogurt and a piece of string cheese or something. Totally. Yeah. Well, and also <laughs> the cranberry sauce with turkey on a sandwich is just like, I want that all the time. Yes. All the time. You're a big, you're a big fan of the cranberry sauce. I'm a big fan of the cranberry sauce. I, I don't think, think I've ever had it. You've never had cranberry sauce? I first, there's something about it that it's like every time I see it on the table, I don't, I, at some point in my life, it got a bad rap. I don't know if I saw it in a TV show where it was getting a bad rap or something, but at well, some I point think, in my life, yeah. I was turned away from it. I think cranberry sauce out of the can gets a bad rap because it has like, it has, it's gelatinous and a lot of people don't like that texture. Yes, I agree. Um, 
but fresh cranberry sauce with fresh cranberries and like I usually put like a cinnamon stick and a vanilla bean in it and some brown sugar and orange zest and just cooked and simmered slowly is so delicious. So maybe I need to make your recipe this year. Maybe my family will let me into the kitchen to make that. You should. It's not very difficult. It's super easy. It's definitely like if you if you don't cook very often, this one you'll be successful with this because it's hard to mess up. That's what I need. That's what I need for Thanksgiving is a dish that's hard to mess up. And you would think that pre-made Jiffy cornbread mix is hard to mess up, but if you put it in the oven and then leave, it burns. You have to to set a timer. You have to set a timer. I put a timer for everything. One thing we didn't talk enough about, which is very important and close to my heart, is dessert. And I feel like I'm going to lose some listeners over this, but I'm not a big pie person. I'm just not. I'm not a huge pie person. So do you have any other favorite Thanksgiving desserts that people can make or people should sign up to bring? Yeah. Do you do you like custard or do you not like custard? Like do you like uh, like creme brulee? Yes, I do like creme brulee a lot. So you could do like a pumpkin creme brulee where it's like a pumpkin custard. And it's actually really good because you can make it ahead. It has to be made ahead. Um, You can make like a pumpkin creme brulee and put the, you have to bake the custards off the day before, put them in the fridge, and then when people are, when you're ready to have dessert, you just take them out of the fridge, put some sugar on top, and take a blowtorch and caramelize the sugar. So that's a good thing to have that's very fall and autumnal. I don't, I don't have a, although that sounds delicious, I don't have, unfortunately don't have a blowtorch. That's, that's a personal safety thing. I'm nervous how I would be with a blowtorch. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I would okay. be bad. <laughs> okay. I mean, cake is really good. Yeah. Like I like cake. cake. I'm a cake person. Yeah. So buy some, buy some cake. Yeah. Buy some cake, girl. <laughs> That's what I need to do. Buy it. I would love to. My, we got my dad a creme brulee maker one time with a blowtorch and everything, but I was not allowed near it. What is the one dish that I know that my cornbread muffins really, they're a huge sell every year. But what is the one dish that you've ever made that has just like blown family and friends away? I would say mashed potatoes. My really? Mom, yeah. My mom, the way she made her mashed potatoes, I just, I look back on it and I'm just like, that wasn't right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's going to hate me when she listens to this. But yeah, I, the minute I started using a ricer, do you know those ricer yes, things? Yes. We use yes. that too. Yes. Once you start using those, your ma- mashed potato game like changes. Yes. Totally. So, and I started – I picked up a trick from the Pioneer Woman. She adds cream cheese to her mashed potatoes, oh. which sounds a little gross, but it is so good. That's great. I also think that's the first time someone's ever asked me if I knew what a cooking tool was, and I said yes. <laughs> you were like, yeah, I know what that no, is. No, we use a ricer every year, too. It makes it so much easier. And it also makes it fluffier. Yes. So you don't want to, like, overwork the mashed potatoes. So I add a little bit of cream cheese. I add a little bit of goat cheese. And I add Yum. a very hefty amount of butter and salt and pepper. And it's just like, I mean, they just don't get any lighter and fluffier than that. And that's the one thing I think I get the most compliments on. Do you have an extra seat at your Thanksgiving dinner this year that I could come do you over? Come? Yeah. Do you want to come? <laughs> I do want to come. That sounds awesome. Do it. <laughs> Well, basically, this whole conversation has just made me really hungry, and I made me even more excited for Thanksgiving than I thought I ever was before. So thank you for talking to me about it, and I I am glad that I'm not hosting necessarily, but I think you've equipped people with some really great ideas to host in their own apartments, host their friends over, whatever it may be. And um, 
they should get your book, The Year of Cozy, right? Where is that available? Um, you can buy it off Amazon. It's also available at Urban Outfitters and Barnes oh, cool. & Noble and a few other places. I'm not Great. I mean, it's a beautiful book, just like your beautiful blog. And I'm so glad we got the chance to talk to you today. I know you're jet setting off to London later. So thankfully, we caught you before you went overseas. And yes. I, I appreciate your advice. And I'm going to try your cranberry sauce this year. Do it. I recommend it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Adriana. Thank you. Adriana Adarme is the cook and owner of the blog, A Cozy Kitchen, and author of the lifestyle book, The Year of Cozy. Thanks so much for listening to Adulthood Made Easy. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover in the future, just tweet them to me at Bell, and I'll add them to my list. I'd like to thank our producer, Tim Einenkel, and our engineer, Zach Dinerstein. Don't forget to subscribe and review if you're enjoying the show, and grab a copy of the book that has all the answers, The Real Simple Guide to Real Life, which you can get wherever books are sold. I'm Sam Zavell, and I'll see you next time. 